Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for Streaming in Place, day 15. See, now I'm going to have to keep track of what the day is because it's not the same as the episode number. Because uh, we're on season two of Lucifer. Uh, this is season two, episode one. Everything's coming up, Lucifer. And we did not get any gypsy songs, Allison. But we did get music, and it wasn't Nina Simone. <laughs> so we will talk about that. Um, and also the clear like inspiration for that, who shows up at the end of the yeah. episode. But first, I want to know what you guys, just general thoughts about this first episode. And, and you know, some of the changes that are already present for season two. So, uh, Noel, I'm going to throw it to you. What did you think of our premiere here? I think it's pretty solid. I am in no small part because I actually like the case of the week this week. Uh, um, I thought it was actually a good mystery. Uh, and I think that there's a good sort of, sort of a retable setting almost of like, all right, maybe you heard some good things about the show between seasons and you're turn- tuning in for the first time. Here's everything you kind of need to know about everyone without it feeling particularly perfunctory or shoehorned in and if you were brand new then you got to see the new and totally totally a police station set um nothing screams police station like brutalist architecture and glass (laughs) everywhere um it looked like the deo it Mm -hmm. did look like the deo it was weird but i was also distracted by the fact that the exterior that they're using for it is the exterior that like they use for the college in Batwoman and then the college in Legends of Tomorrow when Gorilla Grodd went to go to attack Barack Obama. Um, so it's <laughs> and that yes, building. By the way, spoilers. Pause. Yeah, Tanya, that's the thing that happens in Legends of Tomorrow. And this is why we think you should check it out because things like Gorilla Grodd attacking Barack Obama happen in that show. Okay, back to Lucifer. <laughs> right. So I think everything's doing really, really good. Um, I think that their introduction of their CSI uh, or their crime tech, who my partner tells me recurs going forward, um, is a decent soft intro. Uh, so I think that there's just, it's a very good sort of, Here's our show sort of season premiere that I think works really well. And like I said, I think it has a really solid sort of case of the week that even if you don't recognize Rusty Schwimmer, which shame on you for not recognizing Rusty Schwimmer, is that there are clues for the audience to pick up on that are there throughout. And you just go, oh, I figured it out without having to just do the guest star stuff. So I really appreciate that as well. Mm -hmm. Allison, how did you feel about this premiere? Um, well, I also liked the case of the week, although, um, you know, it's like you say, there's the guest star factor where you're like, oh, okay, well, I know who did it (laughs) because I know who that is. And they're apparently already done. Uh, But the way that the the climax of that story came about was, I think, really fun and interesting. I thought the, um, it, it was a clever way to make clear to again to Noel's point to anybody jumping on the show in season two exactly what Lucifer's vulnerability means at this point and the sort of the mechanics of that and how it works um and also his relationship to the police department and to his brother and all of that stuff I think a lot of those boxes were checked in a way that didn't feel um oh gosh I don't know it it didn't feel like 
it was an episode meant for somebody else. It just felt like you could onboard at this point and there were these nice stepping stones. Anyway, point being, I really liked the fight. Um, and I thought that they were both really great and it was extremely funny, but also pretty visceral. I feel like that's true of a lot of the fight scenes on this show. Um, even without the stoppy timey magic, the, a lot of them tend to be both brutal and funny, which is not the easiest thing to do. Um, so yeah, I liked the case of the week. I um, appreciated that everybody seems to be watching the the obvious Hannah Montana knockoff or uh, Lizzie McGuire or whatever it's meant to be. Um, I I thought that that was fun. I think um, they did about as good a job with, hey, here's a new character you've never seen before. Please recognize that she's important um, <laughs> immediately. I think they did a pretty good job handling that, and I'm very into that. Uh, but mostly I was just excited about Maze and Dr. Linda. Can we talk about Maze and Dr. Linda yet? <laughs> See, that's the thing is because I think this is a solid premiere and I'm glad you guys liked it. But for me, I was just I spent the entire episode going like, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. OK, we got to do all this before we can actually get things started. Um, and it's like they're laying groundwork here. It is a fun case of the week. Um, Rusty Schwimmer is delightful. And that fight scene is just and like Lucifer's very clear focus on you can't tell anyone this is how I died uh, <laughs> versus like everything else. Like there, it, it does feel like there are real stakes there and he, he, just, he can't get over that uh, as, as the aspect of the fight he's focusing on. Uh, delightful, super fun. And just the perf- like the commitment in for, for Schwimmer in like just going full like big eyes and like yep. swinging like she will mess you up <laughs> like that care bobby was not messing around uh that was very e- effective um but i just like i'm like okay oh yeah we have to do all this other stuff before we can actually start talking about like seeing uh dr linda and Maze hang out like i mean i don't know how long it is before we get a lot of really good stuff for them but just a little tease the end. i was like oh yay more but oh and then it's done <laughs> and like the stuff with the menadiel right i think is really teased really nicely and really interesting and the performance is really good from db woodside there but again i'm like ah yes but now can we actually and then i think that culminates in what we get at the end of the episode obviously our tease for the for the next episode um so i remembered this episode i remembered this case but outside of the opening scene i did not remember that it was the first one of the season so i was like i remembered the second episode of the season as being the first episode of the season other than the opening scene which is delightful and i We'll want your y'all's thoughts on it. Oh, Marcus says the same thing. Yeah. So the second episode of the season is much more firmly in my mind, and um, I will look forward to y'all's thoughts. But let, let's let's talk about some of these other things, like Doctor Linda and Maze, uh, and how clearly they need. Like in my head, they have like a, a like a special handshake and friendship bracelets, and they've been just like going around town and checking out all the different wine bars and different hot spots. And like Maze is trying to encourage Dr. Linda to like push her wardrobe a little bit. And like, <laughs> you know, just really, yeah. Like, I feel like there is so much, like so much that happened between the seasons in my head, in my head canon. And I love all of it. But also didn't they say it was like two weeks or something? Yeah. It's been like very little time between the 
finale and premiere like a real because it feels like a long time like the the way as you're watching obviously for me it was you know 48 hours but as you're watching it feels like months eight nine months minimum and when they said two weeks i was like what what i mean i get that you can't do much about the fact that people's physical appearances change right but literally everyone looked different except for maybe tom ellis tom ellis looked about the same but everyone looked just a little bit different um i don't know if they got a new costume designer or new hair and makeup people whatever but everybody had sort of shifted slightly again except for tom ellis um and I like it. I like the way it looks, but it definitely didn't feel like two weeks. Uh, and that May's Dr. Linda friendship, even though we only saw it briefly, I was like, oh, okay. That explains why Dr. Linda looks different. She's rocking that kind of like sassy, will kick your ass ponytail. And she, there's just like something about her look that's updated. And I can just see May's being like, no, not this, not this, not this. Stop wearing those mall bras, TM. Keenan, um, we've got to outfit you differently. Let's go. And then we're going to go clubbing. But the moment, all joking aside, the moment when Maze went like drunk girl at the bar, hi, and hugged her was <laughs> amazing. Like the best moment, no joke, the best moment of the episode for me. It was just, I'm very invested in that friendship. <laughs> um, and I feel like they did a really good job of sort of setting up that that's maybe that were where that was headed and still making it surprising and cool. Well, and just like when we are picking the the priority for this character, it's not going to be the potential romantic relationship with Menadiel, at least not now. Way more interesting for us is friendship with Dr. Linda. And that is just like immediately starting off your season two. Good choice writers. I am on board. <laughs> I look forward to your other choices because this is clearly a good one. Um, and Tanya says they're good for each other. And Keenan says, yes, so much more interesting. And I agree with both of those statements. Noel, any thoughts on Maze and Dr. Linda? I think one of the reasons it's more interesting is because it affords Maze a different sort of growth and affords her that whole discussion that she has with Lucifer about the fact that she has a friendship that's helping her figure out where she belongs, especially since they're for all intents and purposes stuck here. Um, so far as everyone knows uh, that finding that and coming to accept that I think is a really big step for Maze. And I really like that the show doesn't overplay that as sort of an epiphany. I wish it had hadn't happened off screen as much as it apparently did, but having her discuss that with Lucifer and then having that scene with Linda, um, I think is just really kind of smart sort of development that you wouldn't be able to get through a relationship with um, Aminadil. And so I think it's really, really good. Um, And I had to put my glasses on because I can't read the chat otherwise. Um, And uh, Keenan adds in that it's much more interesting watching Maze bump up against a human relationship so that might be good for her than just regulating her to sexy, angry action babe, which is very, very accurate. But not to say we don't like sexy, angry action babe, because we do, but we can have both. Right. Mm -hmm. I can contain multitudes. (laughs) Well, let's talk a little bit about Amenadiel then, uh, because what, you know, how did you guys think they handled like the whole time thing and, and what, you know, what, what do you guys think is happening right now? Well, he's becoming more human, right? Okay. That was what I, that was what I took from it. 
was all of the choices that he's making um, are sort of, especially I suspect some of his less say angelic choices are um, pulling him further and further away from the divine and more and more toward where we all live. That was kind of my assumption. Um, Although who knows, maybe it's feather magic. I have no idea. (laughs) Maybe it's like once you like did maze forget to disinfect the wound. And now there are just little feather parts floating around in his bloodstream. I don't know. Um, But I think DB Woodside does a really good job of making his, um, confusion and concern and like a, uh, and maybe this is just game recognizes game, but a, like a deep seated need to just kind of deny that that's happening, mm-hmm. um, makes that really apparent. And I, I find that also way more interesting than Amenadiel and Maze, um, which I had sort of forgotten that they had a scene together <laughs> until you mentioned it, um, because I just care way more about the other things. Noel, any thoughts? No, I think that everything that Allison just said was really, really spot on. And I think Woodside does a really good job in making that. I think that what it helps, what what he does best is that last scene during the, um, all along the Watchtower montage of uh, his apparent pleasure at that he still has his powers when he's levitating those rocks. And then that slippage of when the rocks fall, I think it's just really, really effective and it sells sort of the oh this wasn't a one-time thing because i was around lucifer or whatever it was this was a thing that actually happened and is happening and i don't know what's going on and i don't like it and i think that there's a lot of stuff there that they can unpack slowly that will also get complicated with um probably mom being around i'm sure Mm mm-hmm well, let's go to Ella real quick, because I, I really enjoy Ella. We barely get her here. But when she first showed up, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And it's something that I've been saying for years I wish Doctor Who would do, which is put someone of faith in the TARDIS and see how they respond to all of this. So putting someone who is the type of person who walks around wearing a crucifix or a cross, no, a cross, not a crucifix. A cross, yeah. There's a, you know, there's a different type. Someone wears a cross necklace. Yeah, and have it, have her interact with the team. How does that, you know, shape their interactions and their experiences? And specifically, let's give Chloe a colleague who isn't her, her separated husband, you know, and then that'll open up more dynamics. Uh, for me, I, I, I enjoy that character right off the bat, but I know not everyone is a fan. So what did you guys think? I think she's fine. I think that the introductions, like I said, good and soft and i think it makes a difference that we see like lucifer interact with her first so that we know she's going to be around basically um as opposed to having like chloe interact with her first um just a weird sort of like cast character lead dynamic thing happening there but i think like their discussion in the the lab um helps to solidify that sort of an approach of Yes, she has another colleague that's not Dan. That's really significant and really important uh, for a variety of reasons, namely which Dan shouldn't be back at work after two weeks. But that's a whole other issue that I have with all of this. Um, So I think that that's... But I think that the other thing that I'm excited about, and I'm hoping kind of carries through, and Kate, you alluded to all of this, is the fact that we have a character who... While they use TV shorthand to establish religion by giving um, Ella a cross necklace, um, that 
we also get like a little bit of a discussion of faith here, which I think is important for the show going forward. And something that I've been like knocking on their door about in terms of like, dig into this. And so I'm hoping that through this character, we can do that. And that there's a wider ranging discussion about that. How big of a discussion I'll be curious to see, but I'm generally sort of okay with it. And she seems like she's got a good personality that will balance both Chloe and Dan and Lucifer within the police force that I'm also keen on. Yeah, I agree with basically everything Noel just said. I think I'm actually a really big fan of when shows are like, here's a new character. Here's how you can tell they're important. Let's make sure to give you all these signifiers so that you invest in this person right away and you can tell they're just not around for one episode. Um, which I think funnily enough, Lucifer didn't do all that well <laughs> in its premiere, right? When I just like didn't even really bother to remember what Dr. Linda's deal was because I just assumed she was going to be gone. Um, but uh, I, I think um, that conversation that they have about faith and about doubt and questioning works both for the episode and for Chloe's story in this particular outing um, and is kind of a, like a nice jumping off point for what I hope will be more questions about, um, about the faith and the religious aspect of the show, which uh, has been a little muddled and inconsistent to say the least. Um, So, and even, and I don't need it to be tidy or adhere to any particular thing, but I do think um, having it be a little bit more uh, intellectually robust amidst all the silliness would be uh, welcome. And I just really like that performer. So charming. Yeah. Yeah, It doesn't need to be like factually consistent in terms of like, how theology or religion sort of works outside of the show in the real world, but it doesn't need to have like an internal consistency to it so that we understand what every, how everything else works. Marcus says, I like that Ella is a happy, optimistic person giving a nice balance to the police characters who are the more serious ones on the show. And yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, there's nobody else in the show that has that kind of sunny demeanor, um, Aside from Trixie. On the show. Aside from Trixie, right? And uh, she's getting more, you know, she, we, we saw in season one, she was getting a little more more canny as the season went on. So I don't know how, you know, like she's getting more street smart compared to at least where she street started smarts. the season. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that. But, uh, you, I mean, I think we've all met people like that who just like, just are just always just smiley cheerful people and it's not like there's nothing wrong going on in their lives or like their lives are perfect they're just like that's just how they are and so yeah especially with it's very i mean after palmetto what a signal (laughs) to the audience we are going a different way with the cop stuff this season than to do to introduce a real hugger (laughs) which is ella (laughs) uh yeah and i mean especially since they're gonna have dan still like demoted but there and they're and just like yeah no they really wanted to just like sweep all that away so we're pretending it didn't happen and uh uh it's messed up isn't it and and there's like yeah uh but okay show is show's gonna show so let's move on um i i appreciate that getting one or two small conversations and then the show just like moving on from it at least in this 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 episode um yeah i think that was a good good call if you're not gonna write kevin alhandra off the show just going like and hand wave away let's all pretend palmetto didn't happen moving on but now he's demoted so like 
there's more of a hierarchy to it, which I think makes it easier for him to be involved in these cases, despite not liking Lucifer, because technically, I guess he would be... I don't know how ranks would work, but it seems like it's Chloe and then Lucifer and then Dan has to do all the grunt work now. And yeah, that's going to give some opportunities. Well, I don't think Lucifer gets to tell him what to do. I mean, he's a civilian consultant, but I definitely think Chloe does get to tell Dan sort of like direct Dan now. Um, He definitely doesn't have an office in their new building. (laughs) Yeah, I just I, I guess I sort of assumed when he said like oh well i'm back but i got demoted that he'd be like in like in a uniform like he'd be mm-hmm. a beat cop or a traffic cop. like he'd go that's he'd a really the- serious demotion which he probably should have gotten yeah but that i would mean have been like a huge huge demotion but he should have gotten a huge i mean he yes, should first of I all heard. he should be in jail <laughs> second if he's not going to be in jail he should be fired and third if he's not going to be fired he probably shouldn't be around murder weapons anymore <laughs> in any capacity because he he supplied someone with an actual murder weapon like it doesn't make any sense like they should have gone full mcnulty he should be writing traffic tickets like he just shouldn't 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 be anywhere near an evidence locker ever again. It's it's like reality breaking for me a little bit. Like I, I'm, I, it's going to take me a while, I think, to get over the absurdity of like, oh, I got demoted, so now I'm still involved in these incredibly important, <laughs> delicate matters. It's just that I'm taking orders from my ex wife. Like none of it makes any sense. None of it makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's, okay. it's that's not right for the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's about right. Um, uh, I think there are, for me, there are two more things we got to talk about. And one is the opening scene, because I thought it was delightful and very fun. Uh, any thoughts on that? And then I think that connects, I mean, to this last thread that we haven't talked about, which is all the stuff with, with mom. So the Dr. Linda scene, the way that the episode ends. Uh, so what did you guys think of that? Was that opening as delightful to you as it was to me? Oh, yeah. I hope it happens maybe not every week, but every couple of weeks, I hope there's some reason for a Lucifer Amenadiel team up where they like pant somebody and tie his shoelaces and put a little tiara on his head and try. They just need to invent reasons now that they don't have to search for mom anymore for the two of them to have to be like, so you folks decided to rob a bank. Let's (laughs) talk about how bad that idea was and just go from there. It was great. It was a delight. Yeah, I think it's, again, it's a good tone center. It establishes powers and abilities um, for, like, onboarding, but it's also just very silly. Um, But I still like that, how they tie that discussion of, like, they're trying to find mom, and there's, like, sort of, like, borderline willful misinterpretation of what he is saying, (laughs) the one of the robbers is saying, and the ways in which that they, like, mess that up in terms of what they're saying I think is really, really fun. So yeah, no, it's a very silly, very delightful sort of thing um, that works well, I think. Okay. So thoughts on the, uh, what they've, they're setting up so far. what do you think of the, like the creation myth that Lucifer tells uh, Dr. Linda? I think I'd need like more okay. um, in terms of like, it's, it's nice and it's interesting. Um, but again, it's sort of like, I'm waiting for like more sort of ground, more foundation for that because there's been so little um, that I just, if that's all we're going to get, that's fine. Then it works okay for me. 
Um, I'm, but then it just makes me more immediately curious about how celestial beings drift apart. Um, and I just want that now of watching God go tinker in the garage and whatever uh, mom's deal was or was not. Um, so I'm sure we'll get that. Hopefully we'll get some degree of explanation about how this sort of like happened. Um, so I'll be curious about that as well. Allison, how did you feel about it? Um, well, I really liked the way they were able to tie this, um, obvious important turning point in the show that was set up in the finale of, with moms on the loose and here, here we have to go find her into, um, Dr. Linda's continuing frustrated efforts to try to get Lucifer to become just a little bit more self-aware. Um, and it was, first of all, refreshing to see her sort of reach a breaking point and say like, I don't think this is helping you. Not, I can't do this anymore, but I think that this might actually be making it worse because, and this is something that happens. Um, this is a bit of a side thing, but I'll keep it brief. Um, sometimes people who will go to therapy and take the tools and the language of therapy and take it out with them to continue being incredibly disordered with the trappings of health. Um, and they can even use that to sort of, make excuses for themselves and perhaps even mentally or emotionally abuse others um, under the guise of like wellness and, um, and progress. Uh, so that is like a, an occurring phenomenon. Um, but her first, her frustration that she thinks that the sessions aren't helping, not that she just can't take it anymore, which that would be me. That would, I would mm -hmm. go full. This session is going to be different. Um, <laughs> Marcus Sorry, says, I'm Marcus's comment. yeah, Marcus says she got there a lot faster than Dr. Melfi did. That's absolutely true. Um, mm -hmm. But then it actually does lead to Lucifer thinking about, and dealing with the issues with your parents and like abandonment and responsibility is just like very, familiar therapy trope, but there's a reason, you know, we, our parents mess us up. So I thought all of that was really, really great. Um, and I think it's a great way to tie what's obviously sort of an individual story into what's very clearly going to be a much larger story. Um, I don't remember what else you asked about, but, but I do know that we have to talk about all along the watchtower. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this yeah. is the moment to do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, We're going to go to all along the watchtower. I just wanted to add one more thing because I agree with what you're saying about Dr. Linda. But what I and, – and Marcus, yeah. The fact that they're like on Sopranos. We're going to wait until like the last episode because otherwise we have to write her off the show. Um, and, and not like some organic reason for it, us to get there. I like that we got here so quickly um, on Lucifer. But the – I liked that, you know, what we saw in the, the previous finale and what we see here – I mean, there there was a tipping point for Lucifer, and I like this acknowledgement of, oh, it's not that I had some breakthrough before. I know exactly what you meant when I left earlier, and that I should take responsibility, and that I just wasn't, didn't feel like engaging with it, but it's not like he, it's not, it's basically just pointing out how much of what, you know, his, his last interaction with her had been uh, a facade and a joke, and that he got what she meant and isn't actually that dense. Um, just didn't feel like engaging with it at the moment. So I think that is a good thing to um, a, a good thing to to underscore and, you know, 
so that we can appreciate that again. He's he's dense, but he's not that dense. Um, and let, let's before we run out of time here, let, we do need to talk about all along the Watchtower. Um, so y'all clock the BSG reference, I'm sure. Uh, fun performance. Uh, I liked the the orchestra. I liked the this arrangement of it on the piano. I thought that was it was a pretty fun uh, way to do it. I, I liked how percussive the 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 performance was in the just the attack uh, for the player. Um, what did you guys think of the song, the use of it, and of course, Trisha Helfer? I'll let Allison go first because Allison's been very psyched about this. Well, um, I'm so very psyched about the choice, and I'm very psyched about Trisha Helfer. And I, again, just knowing sort of how casting works, kind of assumed that maybe Trisha Helfer was going to be mom. Um, I don't remember whether or not I actually said that in any of our season one episodes, but I've been sort of operating on the, under the assumption that that was who she was going to be playing. Um, because like she's supernaturally good looking and recognizable. So like, of course that makes sense to me. Um, so when he started playing it, I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is such a fun nod to the show. And now it's like sort of an oncoming storm, which makes it kind of a recreation of the effect in Battlestar Galactica, obviously in a very different context. Um, I do think that maybe Tom Ellis is not quite as good a singer as the show thinks he is. Um, And I wish that they would let him do something other than just kind of belt. uh, Because it's nobody cares about this, but me, but it just like, it's, you can hear him straining a little bit and it doesn't sound like the character kind of blowing off steam. It sounds like it's supposed to sound good. And somebody thinks it does sound good and it sounds okay. And the piano arrangement is great. And it was a really great musical choice, but they could just like lower a key, maybe let him sing something that's not quite so strained when it's supposed to be a big climactic moment. Um, and you, you are not the only one who cares about this. You know me. Come on. Okay. Yes, that's true. Come on. That's true. This is a safe um, space here. <laughs> okay. Uh, but but I obviously loved the choice. I was sitting next to my partner, and he's he said like 15 seconds into it, he he turned to me deadpan, and he said, "This is the worst cover of this song I've ever heard." <laughs> oh i've heard such worse covers yeah so have i but i was like oh tom okay you just you've gotta you've gotta just roll with it for a minute this is happening for reasons beyond it's not just it's not just arbitrary just like go with it for a minute and we got to the end and he is a huge battlestar fan and we got to the end of the episode and he was like okay why like why that song i was like well (laughs) my dad did the same thing because because of Battlestar Galactica. And he was like, yeah, but what about it? He was in Battlestar Galactica. I was like, but that's Trisha Helfer. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, that's that's six. And he was like, oh. Oh, okay. It was still a terrible cover. <laughs> See, okay, so because my dad, uh, my my dad, he also really liked Battlestar Galactica. Um, but he, I was like, so yeah, ah, ah, ah. And my mom's like, I don't, I don't, I mean it was fine i guess and i was like but but like because it's because bellstar and she's like i don't care about that show and my dad's like what i was like you know like the, this is the most identifiable song with that show and one of the biggest moments of that entire series and it's like iconic and there's that special sitar like arrangement of it it was amazing and he's like i don't remember that at all I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that's like if you watch San Junipero and don't remember heaven is a place on earth. 
Yeah, it was. That's funny. A you very remember the funny. scene, but didn't remember the the music that threaded through that entire episode. So See, yeah, I've got delightful. it burned in my head. Watch it because I think that that sequence is amazing, mm-hmm. but it is just like a little bit unintentionally funny watching people go. There must be some other way out of here, right? Like it's burned in my head watching them be like trying to sell the dialogue as dialogue. Yeah, Um, (laughs) they would actually say, yeah. yeah. Uh, So I remember it vividly, uh, and I just kept waiting for him to be like, "Why am I singing this song?" There's no thematic reason for me to be singing this song. I can't understand why I'm doing this. Oh, wait, it's because mom's here. Um, uh, and I think all of the work that they did, especially in those Dr. Linda Lucifer scenes, setting up that last moment were really great because it, that allowed it to be complicated and messy and wrinkly in a way. I'm not sure it would have been otherwise. And God, I was just so glad. I knew it was coming and I was still so glad to see her on my TV again. Trisha Helfer needs to get tons more work she mm-hmm. needs to get all the work so this was great yeah noel any any final thoughts on on trisha helfer and what we get here i mean i don't really feel like beating a dead horse um since everything that you and allison have just discussed is very spot on it's not a good song choice both for ellis but also as a as a song within the confines of the episode, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, and that's kind of frustrating for me. Um, and then just the rest of it. I, again, the piano arrangement's really, really, really nice. But the rest of it, it's just weird. But it's a very good introduction to Mom, I think, in terms of how she just kind of stumbles in, how... <clears throat> How she comes in an elevator, I think, is really nice. And the backlit from that, I think, works really, really well. But it's just, it's just a weird sequence. It's a weird, it's a long walk for that joke, basically. Um, that I think lands okay, but also only works for like a very small number of people. Uh, so, um, yes, exactly. Uh, Nova. Uh, mentions the backlit elevator of the drama and it's it's very good drama so i think that it just it it works well overall but it's just it's a weird long journey to get to that point that yeah he 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 shouldn't be singing that that song in that way (laughs) i see i like it more than than you do no i like a lot more than you do um i think i'm about on par with allison but um the I, I just am glad that he's singing a song that doesn't have the word devil in it. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, super fair. Like, clearly we're making progress. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> we'll go from there. Um, Yeah, it, it's, it's, I'm excited for what's going to come next. And uh, we have to wait all weekend before we get to it. But we'll, <sighs> we're going to be back next week for season two, episode two. If anybody has any uh, thoughts they want to drop into the chat, now's the time or any questions. But thank you to to uh, Keenan and Marcus and SB and Scotty and Tanya for hanging out with us today. And Wujo was in here for a little bit as well. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to, to what comes next. And uh, I will say this, the next episode has quite a bit of Trisha Helfer. So you'll get to see her get a bit more to do. So I'm looking forward to that. And that episode is again, season, uh, season two, episode two, liar, liar, slutty dress on fire. So, you know, important question. Yeah. Is it, is it a slutty red dress? 
No, it's a slutty Damn. black dress in my memory. Okay. There, but there are That's other fat. I mean, it's Trisha Helfer, so of course they they put her in red at various points. She looks gorgeous in everything, but like there will be cute red dresses in the future. Um, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna leave it there. Thank you everyone for hanging out and joining us for, for week. Oh goodness, week three of streaming in place. We're gonna be back for week four next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.